So greetings everyone. Today we are back with another episode of Netcast, the official podcast of NIT Kurukshetra Alumni Association. Myself Yash Talia and myself Umang. Today we have with us uh, the co-founder of a leading venture capitalist firm, Root Ventures. Uh, today we have the alum with us uh, who have done uh, a BTEC uh, in 1997-2001 batch and uh, he has done uh, MBA from a prestigious B-School, I'm Lucknow and have a very prestigious career uh, in the finance domain. So please welcome Mr. Ravindra Vashist. Thank you. So sir, uh, how has been your journey so far and like you have came to college like I think almost more than from yeah. for more than two decades. So, yes, correct. Uh, how has been your experience so far in the college and Welcome. how much uh, college has evolved? Yeah. So one, you know, it's it's great to be here. Uh, you know, all the memories come back, uh, you mm-hmm. know, back when, when we were in uh, college, like you said, 97 to 2001 batch. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know, interestingly, a lot of structures are by and large similar uh, in terms of, it's just that there have been expansion in terms of, you know, the new computer science department coming up. Uh, at that one time, it was only uh, one lab that we had. The electronics and computer science department was one lab. Uh, you know, hostels have definitely expanded. They are cleaner. Uh, while we happen to look at a couple of rooms, uh, rooms I would say as as dirty as we used to keep them uh, back then in 97 to 2001. But yeah. uh, uh, but otherwise, at least on the exterior, they are more well maintained. Uh, mm-hmm. uh, you know, it's it's so great to be back here, especially you know, uh, walking with friends, taking the same route which we used to take back then. Uh, revisiting those times, looking at Apollo. Uh, now there is another—I uh, don't know what you guys call it. Uh, you know, we back then we used to have an Apollo and an Apolli. Okay, uh, yes. Apolli was closer to the girls' hostel. Okay. Uh, you know, the place where we would have chai, and then mm-hmm. uh, you know the place where this morale is, uh, and there was an open amphitheater that was uh, Apollo for us. We call it Moxie nowadays. Yeah. Okay, so things have changed a lot. Yes, uh, yes. You know, uh, you know, rechristening has also happened, right? So, mm-hmm. but. Uh, you know, the tree is still the same, by the way, you know, the benches, the iron benches and the tree still remains the same. Uh, yeah, I mean, uh, you know, it's just so much memory. So, uh, you know, it's quite overwhelming being with friends. Um, and the great part is that you're not making an effort to communicate, to contact or let's just speak back to your friends because, you know, it's coming so naturally. Uh, while most of us have been meeting after what, um, you know, more than a couple of decades. Yes. But it's almost like picking up from the same place where we have sort of left it a uh, couple of decades back. So there is no awkwardness in when you're having a conversation. It's just so free-flowing and, uh, you know, just looking forward to the rest of the times here. Yes. So, sir, how did you really uh, spend your daily uh, time in your time, in your college days? In your college days. What was the usual day for? I, I don't know what it is with you guys. I think you guys are more serious, more career-oriented. We did not have too many options back then. Uh, but, you know, it was a regular thing, uh, you know, uh, trying and being in the class uh, most of the times, at least, uh, you know, the minimum attendance. We used to have a minimum attendance that, uh, so one would keep track of that. Okay, are you yeah, there? Yes. Because you do not want to be at least, you know, docked for exams. Yes. Uh, but once you are there, uh, uh, you know, things were a lot easier. I mean, then you would maybe not care too much for classes. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and, uh, you know, the, I, I think the classes would start at, what, 8.30 or 9 in the morning. Um, and then the regular classes would go up to, like, 3. And then there would be tutorials at that point in time. Yeah. Uh, so the day would just go by. Uh, you know, Kurukshetra, I don't know how things are. It used to be a very sleepy town uh, at that point yes, in yes. time. But the good part is, at least for boys, there was no restriction. I understand for girls, we, you know, there was a curfew. Uh, and I can see the disappointment on her face right now. <laughs> but, you know, curfew was quite severe. And it was till 7, I believe. Uh, I don't know if okay. things have relaxed now. It is um, 8.30 now. Yes, so, more liberal now. <laughs> but, you know, for <laughs> us, uh, you know, uh, 
the action would actually start post the classes would get over yes uh, you know especially winters you know there are such fond memories we used used to go back to khokhas i don't know mm. what you call it now uh, you know outside the campus on the back side you yes, know that yes. uh, road yes, yes. the uh because the, you know sorry i have to say this but the hostel food usually is used to suck right so you know one would so there were times i remember uh, uh you know hostel mein sabzi banti thi so we would ask the mess uh, guy ki aaj kaun si sabzi bani hai and he would like peer at the sabzi for a while and then he would say ruko main andar pooch kar aata hu i mean you could not identify the sabzi uh, after looking at it uh and so basically we would go back to the khokhas have egg curry and you know rotis and you know, yeah so life was fun um you know four years was a breeze uh, you know just passed by so fantastic memories that's quite relatable to quite us relatable to i'm us sure i would be surprised i mean i think engineers are you know the dna still remains the same right so it's yes, uh, yes, yes, yeah yes, yes. so things about hostel food and going no actually uh, the laments are still there is it is a silk stale uh, complaints about food not being that great yes 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 okay. there is a, a particular mess committee in every hostel so they take care of it If anything goes wrong, then we contact them, and they sure. contact the mess workers. Sure, but still, it uh, has some. So khokhas are still the life. Khokhas are still there. Yeah, they are. They are the, the, the life savers even now. The go to go to places. Yeah, and especially in these days when the end semester exams are going on. Ah. So uh, like we used to study for night nights. Night. Uh, yes. yes. So we call it like one or two p.m. at yeah. one or two a.m. at night, and we can have the parathas and. right whatever you can yeah get. so now you guys have the luxury of phones you know all of you have yes, smartphones yes, yes, yes. uh hamare time pe to there were no phones mm-hmm. there was just one landline we would actually go i don't know if you guys uh, is is swiggy and zomato available in the yes, yes, yes sir. it is available it's quite available okay it's quite available so you can get uh, parcels in hostel Uh, yeah. Actually, it's not allowed in hostels, but so we can get them on the main. Yes. yes, yes, we can we get, get them on the main, main gates and the market or the back gate as well. Got it. So yes, yeah. So I mean, life was much simpler back then when we were studying, right? So there were not too many complications. There was, I think, no chaos of like what. Yeah, I mean, the uh, you know the fact is that technology with the advent of technology, so there's always a flip side to it, right? So yes. uh, the more options you have. Uh, the more cluttered it becomes right and uh, yes, you have uh, back then when we were students there were not too many options so there was no confusion at all ek hi jagah jaane ko khoka piche kya kar sakte ho and with the limited amount of money that one could have you could not afford to go to restaurants anyway yes uh, so you know life was quite simple and happy uh, your words are like full of uh, enthusiasm you are like uh, currently living those days uh, when you were right here in college uh, so uh, living in that life since when you decided uh, that you want to uh, pursue a career in the field of finance okay. and how it came to you 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 want a right answer you want a uh, diplomatic answer i want well, we want what you feel what okay you feel so you know time. the the fact is i never decided back then in college that i want to pursue something in the finance department right so or let's in the finance field uh, so what happened was that i was clear that i want to do something in the uh, you know there should be some uh, let's say post graduation or mm-hmm. uh, you know further studies after doing my graduation uh, so uh, uh, in the campus i got uh, recruited by tcs uh, you know that was like one of the most coveted companies that we had uh, obviously i know now it it is no longer a coveted company for you but uh, you know back then uh, you know we had only a handful of companies coming to campus and uh, mm-hmm. tcs as a matter of fact we were the first batch where tcs actually did a sort of a mass recruitment Uh, we were like 35 40 people uh, students got placed in uh, tcs and uh, incidentally that was also the batch uh, when the y2k i mean the you know the uh, 
the dot com burst happened here, right? Yes, yes, yes. Uh, so there were a lot of companies which sort of resigned their offers. They did not uh, honor mm. the offers which they had given. TCS was one of the very few companies which actually honored all the offers that it had made. Uh, they delayed it by a couple of months or so, but still honored all the offers, right? So, uh, you know, so uh, respect to TCS for that. Uh, but uh, so while at TCS also, uh, you know, so I was preparing for my CAT exams. Uh, and uh, at the training, uh, you know, we were in Trivandrum at that point in time. I took my CAT exam from Kochi, which was the nearest uh, examination center. I actually went there for a day, took my exam, uh, got interview calls uh, and uh, got into Lucknow. Uh, so I was clear that I wanted to do MBA. Yeah. Uh, and honestly speaking, the reason why MBA and not uh, GRE or something like that, maybe, you know, somewhere, uh, you know, I got let's say there was an influence of what you were reading in media at that point in time. Mm-hmm. Uh, and okay. media, uh, especially, you know, the pink newspapers used to carry a lot of articles about uh, uh, MBA students getting, you know, plum job offers. Um, so, That's still there. yeah, I mean, um, you know, the, the fact of the matter is rather than giving a long winding answer on how I wanted to have a holistic uh, view of all the things, I mean, I could do that, but, you know, honest answer is, uh, there was this lot of attraction towards maybe I'll also get this plum job offer and hence I thought of pursuing an MBA. Uh, when I went to Lucknow um, and, you know, one realizes, uh, you know, what is it uh, in terms of, you know, what are the, the departments you have marketing, you have ops, you have finance, what are these departments, what do they have to offer? And I realized that uh, somewhere you're training as an engineer, uh, you know, you have this inclination towards uh, numbers right so yes you mm-hmm. have that quantitative inclination um, and finance was something which was closest to it right um, uh, for the life of me i cannot do sales uh, you know it is extremely difficult it doesn't come naturally to me uh, to do sales and hence uh, you know sales and marketing was sort of ruled out uh, automatically for me uh, and finance was the natural sort of a choice for me okay. uh, so that's how finance happened um, and you know it's been financial services since then okay pursued MBA from IIM Lucknow so that's a very prestigious institute so how what changes did you feel in the graduation phase and the post graduation phase what all changes yeah you know it's quite interesting Uh, I realized one thing what our education system does today is essentially if you look at the whole concept uh, why let's say recruiters come to uh, you know campuses like NIT and IITs and IIMs is essentially because there is this process of filtration happening and filtration is happening at each and every stage, right? Yes. Uh, so the whole thing is that, uh, so filtration happens in terms of, let's say students when they come here. So for instance, let's say in, in school, you know, everyone, uh, you know, who's here is academically very bright, but it's like a, you know, a large set of people who are there, uh, you know, within the microcosm that you have, you have a school where you are academically very bright. And suddenly, you know, people, the brighter ones come and descend into a place like an IT Kurukshetra, yes, right? Yes. So the filter, the funnel has sort of narrowed, yes. right? So people who are here already have a certain level of IQ. And then you have to, let's say, uh, coexist, compete, whatever you may call it within that, right? Post there, uh, you know, then the diversion happens in terms of, uh, you know, there are, let's say, people who want to just go back into either doing a corporate life or maybe starting a startup now. I mean, that's mm. like an in thing now. Right. Or let's say pursuing further studies, which is essentially either, you know, pursuing, uh, you know, uh, MS, uh, MTech or pursuing, let's say, MBA. So there is another level of, you know, funneling or filtration which happens. And what you get 
at a place like an IIM essentially is then again a you know sort of a filtration or uh, you know after distillation people who come in there are essentially presumably let's say uh, you know the the better ones in terms of the sort of mindset that is required to do an MBA. So again what you see is that you know people there is a certain let's say uplift in terms of the academic or let's say the intellectual uh, abilities or the thought processes that is there uh, right. Uh, so I, I believe and that's where um, uh, you know the general uh, how do I put it the general discourse or the discussions that happen over there uh, you see that there is a you know a quite a discernible change in terms of the level of conversation that you're yes. happening that mm -hmm. is happening there uh, people tend to get more serious uh, you know because yes. uh, you know when we come into an engineering college like here is essentially right after class 12 most of the students who come here this is the first time that they're actually looking at a hostel right most yes. of them uh, yes. till that time we have had a very protective uh, life uh, back at our homes um, you know then you sort of get seasoned staying in hostels for four years and then you go to another institute uh, where you're expected to be more mature in terms because you have sort of aged a bit. Mm -hmm. uh, plus, you know, you are more career oriented at that point in time. Uh, so the level of conversations change, uh, you know, your interactions, your uh, those change. Uh, uh, yeah, I mean, and, uh, you know, it's just like I said, so the general level of discussions uh, is maybe a bit uplifted there. Yes. Um, you know. Uh, one thing which is extremely important uh, is in terms of uh, creating a great network, right? So, mm -hmm. uh, you know, what happens is in campuses like institutes like NIT yes. uh, or for that matter other institutes, what it provides you is, is a great network. If you can maintain that, you know, network of friends which we start from here because, you know, let's say 10 years down the line, all of you guys will be at very, very good places, right? So, after, let's say a decade or so, uh, you know, the first decade when you are let's say out of the campus what is important for you is to slog your asses off right work hard yes, uh, yes. and to prove uh, uh, you know wherever you are that you 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 sort of let's say cut above the rest or you know better than others in what you're doing but post that uh, smart work is more important right uh, uh, so where you become tend to become a problem solver if there is a problem how do you solve for it right uh, till that time you know maybe the first decade or so it is more about You've been assigned a responsibility. Are you able to deliver it well? Post that, when you become a problem solver, the network really works uh, and really helps. If you can actually just pick up a phone, speak to a few friends of yours, right? Rather than reinventing the wheel, if you can do that smart work, uh, that is extremely important. Um, you know, great places like NIT, other campuses for that matter, they provide you that uh, you know network. If you can build on that, I think that's that's a great thing to do. So Definitely. how much uh, the alumnus uh, or the alumni network of our college like helped you in your... Oh, I'm family. very bad at that. Sorry. Uh, you know, so while I'm giving all this gyan, you know, wish I could have leveraged on it. Uh, you know, the fact of the matter is that uh, I think what our alumni have done in the past, uh, you know, uh, I think they've reached great places. Uh, you know, I, I was, I think I just mentioned a couple of guys whom, um, you know, I got in touch interestingly with, uh, you know, some time back. Uh, two guys who are doing very well in the startup universe, right? So there's this uh, company called Super Tales, uh, which has been founded by Barun, uh, you know, who is a junior of mine from REC and also from Lucknow. Okay. Uh, you know, recently raised a large amount of funding uh, from, uh, you know, leading funds like Fireside and all. So they do pet care, uh, you know, based in Bangalore. I just met with this guy, uh, Barun, I think a couple of weeks back. Great guy and, uh, you know, doing very well for himself. Uh, again, uh, there's this uh, wonderful girl uh, called Ankur Daya. 
uh, you know, she's the founder of a company called Rosanna. Okay. Again, uh, graduate from uh, NIT Kurukshetra, uh, and uh, I am Lucknow. Okay. Uh, again, doing fantastically well for herself. Uh, so you know the fact is that our alumni they have reached great positions. So while I may not have been able to leverage, uh, you know, if there is some, uh, let's say, advice which I could give to you know all youngsters like you is I think uh, you know just try and and you know the fact of the matter is that if you start it does it has to come naturally, right? If you yeah. try and belabor it, if you try yes. and make those connects just because you have to, um, mm. you know, then I don't think it will work. But just be and you know fact is social media today is so empowering right you just be in touch with your friends uh, where all of you are going to be successful uh, you know going forward and this network is just going to be you know it's a wonderful thing for you uh, i mean the ecosystem is going to help you a lot so sir you have done an mba as in fresher and no uh, i i worked with uh, tcs for six months um, okay so not really a fresher so uh, like my friends keep on joking about so i got uh, hitched with my now wife at TCS, so okay. that was my only takeaway from TCS. I got my wife <laughs> okay. there. Okay. Uh, yeah. That's so, really but I worked for a brief while with TCS. Okay. Okay. So, like, there have been many more people over there who have like work experience of two, two to three years, and nowadays, like, people, uh, students over here in the final year, uh, tend to give CAT examinations, and they also want to pursue MBA. Uh, but uh, like they are, we are very much concerned like student to want to uh, want to know answer to this question what works well uh, to go as a fresher or to have a certain amount of experience Why or, do MBA? or it is a like a particular thing to in the individual. Yeah, I think it, uh, uh, You know while the answer should be to each or uh, His or her own but uh, you know if I were to look at it objectively uh, I think having some sort of work experience always helps um, because uh, you know there are quite a few things in MBA which are more application oriented which are more uh, uh, experiential so to say right so not everything is theoretical there uh, and there if let's say if you have been in a work environment where you could relate to few things uh, that always helps right because then your perspective and your understanding of that situation gets that much more right so for instance let's say uh, it wouldn't really matter for a finance course for that matter right because finance is more about numbers it, it's quantitative uh, but let's say you know it is only one aspect of it like I said so when you go up the ladder uh, you cannot just focus on one stream right everything becomes sort of cross-functional uh, you have to interact with people uh, in other departments uh, when in a, let's say in a corporate or in an organization uh, sooner or later you will have people who would report to you, who would work with you, uh, you know, they look up to you, there would be certain expectations that you need to, uh, you know, meet for them. So if you are, let's say, uh, uh, you know, as a fresher, maybe you will not have that perspective. You won't be able to appreciate all the softer aspects, the softer skills which is required, right? And especially for engineers like us, right? Because as engineers, we tend to be very, very number oriented, right? For us, it is always about numbers, uh, you know, everything has to be quantified. Yes. Uh, but the fact of the matter in life is that uh, you know it is always a combination of things, right? It is just not about numbers all the time. Uh, there are softer elements involved. Uh, so if you have worked in an environment uh, where you are interacting with more people, uh, it just helps you to appreciate those things more. Uh, having said that, I think life is a great teacher, right? So uh, I mean, uh, you know, uh, even if let's say you don't work and you get into an MBA, sooner or later you learn it. But it's just that. You know that handicap would not be there if you have let's say about for a couple of years 
my understanding is um, also campuses today most of the campuses they prefer people with the uh, little work experience right yes, so that's my that's understanding it. so there is this level of weightage which at our time there was no weightage uh, given and okay. most of them were freshers but i understand that there is some weightage attributed yes it uh, is to work experience now yes okay and uh, so before this podcast i and among were talking about the principle of compounding like we saw many alumni coming to this uh, meet and we saw that they had reached some uh, great heights so after listening to you it's, it's really inspiring and it's really giving us a lot of experience that uh, how compounding really works yes like over a period of 25 years what we have achieved is something which we dream uh, yes right uh, now uh, i'll tell you honestly i'm also like uh, want to pursue career in finance and when i saw your profile i literally felt like uh, that this is uh, what i can say a dream uh, path line uh, for me so that is uh, i'm very much you inspired me a lot uh, sir i'm i'm uh, i mean thank you so much for saying this i mean uh, i honestly don't think that i am someone who is let's say worthy of emulating or you know getting inspired from but i'm glad if i i could be of little help i mean more than happy to do that ever you know all the time no problem sir that's very good and sir uh, you have been into finance for almost uh, two decades now sure. so uh, you have worked with uh, you have worked in various affiliations and you have worked in various positions of responsibilities so what do you find as the best uh, work uh, designation or we can say the affiliation Uh, like uh, you have done like uh, in uh, managing people as well or the core finance guy yes. as well or investment banking as well so which was the most uh, appeals you the most which uh, uh, work appeals you the most uh, again you know it is again about temperament right so uh, there is nothing right or wrong answer to it with my temperament that i have uh, you know the thing that i am doing i think uh, uh, i'm very convenient or let's say i'm very comfortable doing that right because uh, what i do today is more about trying and understanding things evaluating few things uh, uh, you know looking at the larger picture speaking to people uh, where uh, uh, and you know then making a call basis on that right that's eventually you make a <clears throat> investment decision uh, you know based on all the analysis that you do out there yes, right yes yes uh, so like i said somewhere the training of being an engineer always helps right because uh, you know when there are numbers you always feel more comfortable right yes, because yes. Uh, uh, you know you then can basically look at a trend you can uh, look at things uh, more objectively right uh, as mr narayan murthy you know once said very very rightly that uh, in what we trust everyone else bring numbers right mm-hmm. so uh, you know i think that's a fantastic uh, you know thing to say right because uh, you can keep on talking about uh, you know subjective things main ye kar dunga main wo kar dunga uh, but i think the beauty lies in the word how how are you going to do it and yes. how is always justified by numbers right so so for me uh, you know it is very important and it comes uh, i think i'm quite comfortable doing that uh, investment banking on the other hand is more about storytelling right investment banker is someone who is actually trying to sell a story to you right so for instance mm-hmm. i am on the other side where as a you know vc investor i am listening to someone Uh, yes. trying and understanding and distilling the you know the story and then making a conclusion and decision basis that investment banker is on the other side who is trying to pitch a story to me on behalf of the company right so you need to be a fantastic sales person there so like i said so then it is finance combined with the software aspects of making sales so you need to be a national sales person right if you think and there are people who revel in that right they absolutely thrive because they it it is um it is exhilarating for them to make that sale 
right? Because to my mind, and uh, this is the most difficult part of doing any sort of business, right? Uh, you could be making a great product. Um, let's say as as uh, you know, as a software developer, you make a great product. Hmm. But the most important, uh, the most difficult part is to actually sell it. Yes. Right. Yes. Because uh, you know, to convince someone on the outside that this is something, because in your mind it is the best thing ever. Yes. Right. But hmm. are you able to convince the other guy, this guy sitting on the other side of the table, that this is actually the best thing ever? Hmm. It may or may not be. But you have to sell that dream. You have to sell that story. So investment banker is someone who does that, right? Uh, so if you're great at doing that, if you like making those connects, because again, it is just about, you know, getting the story together, right? Either CH is it how, either CH is it how, speak to X number of people and try and make it work. If you can do that, if this is something that you like, I think investment banking is a great career option for uh, for you, right? Uh, I remember this uh, anecdote, which I was once told uh, about when TCS got public. So again, you know, you, all of you would be kids at that time, but it happened way back in 2004 when uh, you know TCS got public. Uh, so Infosys had gone public much before that, right? So Infosys gone, uh, had gone public in 1990s and TCS yes. happened uh, almost a decade back. So everyone was waiting with this anticipation when is TCS going to go public because TCS was such a huge organization, right? And uh, so there's this very uh, reputed banker uh, in Bombay, Mr. Nimesh Kampani, uh, okay. you know, uh, who is the owner of GM Financial. He would go and speak to Mr. Ratan Tata on a, so he had this cadence set, right? Every quarter he would go and speak to Mr. Ratan Tata. When Mr. Ratan Tata had no plans of taking TCS public, right? Mm -hmm. But he would go and meet with him every quarter on a cadence basis, regular, religiously he would go and meet with him, talk about what's happening in the IT industry, talk about TCS, talk about maybe, you know, acquisition, potential acquisition opportunities for TCS. And he built that rapport, right? Yes. Mm. And when TCS actually decided to go public, GM Financial was the first name as a merchant banker which came to TCS's mind. Right. So it is about doing that thing over and over again, being so perseverant. Yes. Uh, yes that you know, no matter what, right? So you know, things could happen after a decade, but it was just his sheer perseverance mm. uh, that when it happened, you know, he was the left leading financial banker uh, or investment banker for uh, such a huge. Uh, you know, one of the largest public issues which happened then. Uh, so, you know, you need to absolutely love that, right? If you love that, investment banking is a great career option. Um, yeah, I mean, you know, so like I said, so horses for the courses. Uh, yes. So there's no wrong or right answer with this thing. Yes. Uh, and sir, uh, being an investment banker, uh, it must have helped you in the root ventures as well. I was never actually a good investment banker. I, you know, tried my luck at being an investment banker. I sucked at it, like I said, because I can't uh, sell to save my life. And that's where being on the other side where you, uh, you know, you can have the liberty to ask questions uh, is something that I like, right? So, um, so what as a VC I really like is meeting a multitude of people, right? So you every day meet a lot of companies, you know, who have these stories to tell, you know, what they're wanting to do. Uh, listening to them, trying and distilling that information, what clicks with you, right? About, you know, because every time, so, uh, you know, that's a very different journey, right? So when you are looking as a, as a, as a uh, investor, uh, you know, the idea for you is to, if you can cut that noise and try and clean that information, what is most important, where do you think if this company is, let's say as a consumer company, let's say if I would take uh, an example, uh, if there is a new consumer brand which is coming up, 
what is the unique consumer insight that that brand is bringing to the table? Why would someone mm-hmm. want to shift their loyalties from what they are consuming today to do you know consuming this product? Why would someone do that, right? Uh, trying and making sense of that information, and if you that is something that resonates with you, you take a bet on that, right? You're not really sure at that point in time whether that bet, bet is going to work or no, but its basis, you know, what we have looked up till now, its basis. Uh, you know, they're looking at the founding team, um, you know, what is the sort of background that they have, uh, how great have they been uh, in the past in terms of what they've executed and uh, taking a call basis that. Uh, so, you know, it is not just about your background in X or Y thing. It is just a, how to put it, it's basically a nichoed of all the information that you've had over the years and you try and use it, right? Because uh, every time it so happens that you are not really looking at it from only from one lens because if you're trying to do that, I think... Uh, maybe you'll not be that successful. Uh, you have to look at it from a you know a multitude of angles. Uh, yes. And then try and make some sense out of it. I, I don't know if I'm making sense of what I'm saying, but uh, you know, uh, so you know, it, it, it is essentially an art as well as a science. It's a combination of both the things. Uh, especially at an early stage investing, right? So, um, I mean, if I were to just sort of bore you with the drudgery in terms of how, uh, let's say a company's life cycle works, So uh, there is there is venture capital investment which happens at a quite an early stage uh, in the life of a company that is where we invest in, where you don't really have too much data to analyze, right? It is more about looking at the larger picture, looking at the market size, and what is this company is trying to do which is different from what others have been doing, and how do you think they'll be able to execute it, right? So these are the few questions that you need to answer. Uh, but once the company progresses and uh, in its life cycle and they have data uh, so that's where new set of investors come in right who are mm-hmm. basically taking lesser risk because uh, you know now the company has sort of proven itself in terms of uh, being there for quite some time uh, and now essentially what they're looking for is a certain different kind of capital for it to grow further from there yes. from their already mm-hmm. reached right so that's their different set of investors who come in there uh, so, do you also look at the mindset of the founder as well or does it uh, matter a lot or uh, like how does it happen? Uh, I think that is the only thing which matters at that point in time. So, you know, the most important question when you are speaking to a founder is why is the founder doing it? I think mm-hmm. the why is the most important thing, right? Because you come across people now and especially with the advent of, you know, the proliferation of startups that is happening. So if, let's say, giving a very sort of a flippant or a flimsy reason that if a founder is building this company because his or her peers have been doing it and they have been successful and he or she believes that I've been smarter than them in campus or in college and if they can do it, even I can do it. If that is the reason why he or she is doing it, absolutely a worthless reason to invest into a company, right? I would never invest into a company like that, right? You need to have a strong reason and especially, you need to have a strong reason because most of the people whom you would interact, right, have, there is an opportunity cost, right? So they were in good careers uh, in corporate lives, most of them, and have sacrificed their corporate careers to start something here. Yes. Mm-hmm. So that, it's, what is the driving factor for doing that, right? And you need to just keep on prodding on it and trying to understand, maybe looking at, hey, why is that this person is doing it, right? If... 
you believe that this person has a backing backup plan uh, that uh, you know maybe if it doesn't succeed I'll you know give it a shot maybe for a couple of years if it doesn't succeed that's fine I have a corporate life to go back to again definitely a big no for someone like me to invest into that company because mm -hmm. you know if someone is actually coming with a backup plan mm -hmm. because you know what happens is that it's a very very difficult journey the startup journey is extremely difficult uh, I'm sure you guys have experienced yeah. it that in life there are more downs than highs right um, yes and in the startup world it's uh, extremely difficult right there are near-death situations for quite a few companies uh, at so many times right where it's almost on the verge of closure you know if the founder has a backup plan uh, more likely than not the founder will actually give it up at that point in time right because uh, and then say ki theek hai yaar maine to i tried my best nahi ho raha uh, let me try and do something else mai chala jata hu yes so, so it's always important to have a plan b with, ready with you no as a founder you should not have a plan b because if you have a plan b then as an investor i have a problem okay you know as a founder this is the only thing that you have the plan b is to how to make the plan a succeed there cannot be a plan b if you have a plan b for yourself that theek hai main do saal teen saal dekh ke dekhta hu is company ko if it works great otherwise i can always go back to my corporate life i would not want to invest in that company right if my plan b is let me try this route if this route doesn't work you know i will try something else i will try a different route but i am wedded to this company i you know yes. this is all i have this nothing else that's the sort of commitment uh, that you would want from the founders right uh, at that point of time so this is all uh, uh, like i said these are softer skills that you talk about right this is not about and that's where you just keep on prodding the person about kyun kyun why why do you want to do it why do you want to do it uh, and try and ask it from various angles just to see whether you know uh, does it make sense for you because uh, like i said at the time at the stage where we invest you know this is a relatively early stage we don't have data to crunch you can't talk about numbers because this is all in air right uh, what you may have at that point in time is let's say a uh, as it is called in our parlance a minimum viable product an mvp right yes. uh, whether it's going to work or no you don't really know i mean uh, whether your go to market strategy is going to work or you don't really know uh, but if you believe that the founder is someone that Uh, if the founder falls, uh, you know she will get up on her feet very, very fast and start looking at other options. And she is resourceful. Yes. Um, you know, uh, you know she has exhibited that in the past. I think that's a big plus, right? Uh, so yeah, those are the things that before and hence, uh, you know, long answer short, founder mentality, those softer skills is very, very, very important. May if not the most important thing, uh, you know, definitely amongst the you know top two or three things that you would want to look at. So I think we had a really nice discussion. Yes. And this was really inspiring, and I think this will really help the students of an education when they will listen to this podcast. They I will definitely so. yes, and yes. they can get inspired as well. Yes. They will also get inspired to how to uh, what to do while pursuing an MBA or how sure. to live your life after that. Time. Uh, in the end, I also like to know what if if you are doing your. Uh, Uh, let's frame it that way. Like, uh, if uh, you are given, like, if you go back to like two thousand one, so what else you could have done differently, or uh, so you can could have done better, or things like that. Uh, <laughs> Every time there are some things which we uh, thought that okay, we should have done this, this yes, we could yeah. have done that. Maybe I should have focused more on studies. 
maybe then i would have been pursuing a different path maybe i would have done my ms you know because uh, who knows yaar i mean uh, i'm happy where i am but yeah uh, maybe yes if i had focused more on studies maybe i would have gravitated towards uh, you know doing post graduation in the field where i because you know one thing that i always in hindsight one thinks about it is that except for the fact that i'm a btech computer science you know my computer science application is powerpoint word uh and excel right mm-hmm. so you know the four years that you have uh, spent here i won't call them waste uh, but maybe you're not applying them enough okay right uh, what could have done so uh, yeah i mean you know um, and that's where people like tarun uh, tarun dua you know who's making the most of uh, or actually building a base from where it started and building an e2e network which is a fairly successful company i think is quite admirable you know what he's doing uh, this is really admirable uh any piece of advice uh, for the students right here who are studying right now in the campus and for, uh, will be for us also yes, we are in the final year and <laughs> we'll be facing yeah. the real life very soon yes i think um, you know as uh i don't want to too preachy to give you advice i i mean you know work hard party harder uh, i think you know that's a and uh, don't take life too seriously um you know ऊपर नीचे सब कुछ होता रहता है लाइफ में फोकस ऑन योर हेल्थ आई थिंक दैट इज एक्सट्रीमली इंपॉर्टेंट यू नो एंड दिस इज कमिंग फ्रॉम अ फोर्टी ईयर ओल्ड मैन सो यू नो टेलिंग यू फोकस ऑन योर हेल्थ दैट इज एक्सट्रीमली इंपॉर्टेंट यू नो यू गाइज हैव द मेंटल मेकअप यू नो द फैक्ट दैट यू गाइज आर कमिंग और ग्रेजुएटिंग फ्रॉम अ प्रेसिजियस इंस्टीट्यूट लाइक एन आई टी कुरुक्षेत्र सो नो यूर ऑलरेडी अप देर राइट सो हैव बिलीफ इन योर सेल्फ डोंट टेक योर सेल्फ टू सीरियसली you know one realizes that uh, life has much different plans uh, for you right so you may think of xyz things obviously you need to work towards them uh, but agar kuch successful nahi hota just uh, you know get up again and start working for them that's all